You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. Now, I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room. And watch the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick it up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix and think, Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Martin Houston Show also simulcasting on the Martin Houston Radio Network. It is a beautiful morning. We're live, local, and ready to get things going. Glad that you've chosen to make us a part of your morning routine. Encouraging you to engage with us. You can engage us. Uh, via the Alabama One Hotline at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline, 205-342-9904. Let me hear from you uh, on this beautiful uh, morning. Also, you can chat us up as well. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, this morning. So let us know what's on your mind. We'll continue some of the conversation from yesterday that we didn't get to. We'll also be adding DC, DC Capstone report to uh, the conversation as well. And so as we prepare to move forward, I want to remind you that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. All right. Uh, last week, um, contest winner, of course, was Curtis Lewis. Uh, he um, got, uh, he said uh, that 75 yards and 46 receiving. Uh, he was uh, by far the closest. Everyone else was well over the 100 mark for Mr. Gibbs. This week, we'll go back to our score prediction contest. We'll go back to our score prediction contest. Uh, you give me Alabama score versus uh, Texas, and uh, our tiebreaker will be Bryce Young's passing yards. So uh, we'll go back, like I said, to our normal um, score prediction contest. We run it all week long. You're able to get in on it as well from any time you call in. If you have a score 
you'd like to give us, just let us know what it is. Once again, Bryce Young, passion yards is the tiebreaker. A lot, lots of things happening. Um, I did not get to watch the end of the game, but when I went to bed, went to sleep last night, Clemson was winning. I have not verified that they hold on to win, but uh, uh, all of week one officially in the books. Alabama, of course, you know, uh, and Georgia leaders of the pack out of the SEC. Hey, we can talk about uh, – did any other SEC schools impress you this this week? Uh, and is the SEC a better league? We can talk about former Bama players. A couple of former Bama players making a little noise uh, with their new teams. Uh, we have a chance this week to see at least one, uh, potentially, a Jai Hall back, uh, Billingsley out. Um, and, of course, Sarkeesian saying that's something that's trailing him from Alabama. Don't know exactly all of the details there. And really not that concerned about it, but uh, hopefully young man gets his situation corrected uh, there as well. And, of course, a couple of Bama guys, uh, you know, like making headway. Uh, And a statement, we really didn't talk about it last week that Saban made, and I'll get you guys' thoughts on it um, as well. Regarding one of Bama's former transfers, uh, and he got off to a good start with his new team, talking about Drew Sanders. But let's just break it down. Good morning, uh, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Well, hey, listen, as we look at <laughs> uh, the Alabama uh, couple more review, we'll, we'll, we'll say the good, bad, and ugly so we can, don't have to have a double conversation when we bring DC in, we'll we'll give ours as he's given his, and we'll talk about key takeaways from from Saturday. So we'll just take a little jaunt around the SEC and potentially. Did you watch any of the Clemson game last night? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of it, of course. Uh, I, I did watch uh, number seventy one for uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Pierce Quick. Um, did you um, notice that uh, uh, Pierce seemed like he held his own pretty good against a, a, a good Clemson defensive front? Uh, is he a guy that could have helped this Alabama Crimson Tide team this year? Yeah, Pierce had a really good game, um, and he's one of many former Alabama guys that had a good game this weekend. Uh, could he have helped? Yeah, he could have been a definite uh depth piece for Alabama when you look at him um, he, he he seems to be very athletic was able to get out and make some plays on pools and things he had two really key blocks on their touchdown drive to make it 14-10 but no he looked well yeah uh, Joe did you get to watch any of that game yes I watched most of it uh, well I watched it all last night <laughs> yeah <laughs> did, did, uh, uh, did, did you? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I thought Pierce played extremely well, and he played against a a different level of talent than what we played against Saturday. Which you can't always translate that. Sometimes guys aren't motivated when they play a smaller school. Uh, you want to say that at this level, everybody's able to motivate themselves to be their best, not against their competition. Uh, but. Uh, 
Chris Quick looked like a guy, not just, he didn't just look like a guy that could have added depth. To me, he looked like a guy that, that could have competed, you know, for, uh, for, for that guard position that uh, I think still is our question mark uh, at, at this point in the season, and that's uh, that left guard position. Will it be Randolph? Will it be Cohen? Uh, I think the rest of the line positions as far as the first unit is a uh, touchdown. But the, what were your thoughts on just quick thoughts on him? Well, honestly, I didn't even uh, I, I didn't click that it was Pierce Quick out there until late yeah. in the game. But then I did I did start watching him, and I, yeah, I agree with you. I thought he had a, a, a strong game. Uh, I, I thought uh, Tech really did a lot of things well on offense for for most of it. They just couldn't string together an, an entire drive, so uh, that was really their downfall. They had a, they had a couple issues just finishing drives. Yeah, and when you look at what they're doing with their offensive line, they pulled. Pulled their guard some, and, not, and and Alabama did that a little bit. Uh, uh, under Wolford, it looks like we picked up a little bit different uh, a blocking scheme where, where we were pulling the guards a little bit more, and that could have been sometimes you don't ever know if that's <laughs> first game uh, putting stuff on film because uh, you're going against an inferior opponent, but you want Texas to spend time uh, preparing for it or, or not, but uh, that was interesting. Last week, I, I don't know if you talked about it, uh, any on the Cup of Joe, but Nick Saban made the statement, um, you know, about Drew Sanders having an unfortunate injury, and had he stayed, probably would have been a starter here this year. Huh. Well, what do you guys, I mean, any, any thought, because I, I guess I heard it, but I didn't really, it didn't really sink in that, oh, whoa, whoa. So he's saying that Drew Sanders, uh, had he stuck around, uh, would have came back and competed and, and, uh, and beat Dallas Turner. Uh, is any validity uh, X to that statement, or is Nick Saban always recruiting and making statements to get guys to, either come here or stay here? Uh, well, I, I don't think Drew would have stayed at outside linebacker. I think he would have probably done something similar to what he's done at Arkansas, moved inside, and you could have potentially seen him starting next to Toe-Toe. Nah, that's an interesting, interesting thought. I, I never I, – well, the guy was just coming out of high school. He was just a pure – Pure athlete, just you know, uh, played everything from quarterback to tight end to to I think wide receiver at, at its high school. I thought that was an interesting statement. Uh, you know, you know the um, you know that's a uh, would have been an interesting interesting move uh, potentially. And I also think Saban always re- is always recruiting. Uh, Joe, or, or talking to guys, uh, and, and that was as much because what 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 benefit does that have for Alabama since he's already gone? Why, why would Saban make that statement about a guy who's gone? That, that's what I'm wondering. Like, what's the point? Because are you throwing are you throwing shade at Dallas Turner, or are you throwing shade at Jalen Moody or Deontay Lawson? Like. 
uh, or you, or you throwing shade at, at at Drew Sanders for 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 leaving Alabama? I don't. I I didn't really get it. Yeah, and, and, and so this is where I ask you, Joe, since you 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 because that was my first question was why would the Saban even make that? Is it Joe about him trying to get one of these guys that may be considering leaving a transfer portal, leaving for the portal next year? Is he talking to that guy, you know, and saying, "Hey, hey, don't leave, man, because you 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 win the job." See, Drew Sanders left early. I know he started at Arkansas. See, Moody will be gone next year. So, 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 is he talking to? Is he talking to Drew Sanders? Is he talking to Moody and Turner, or is he talking to the guy that's going to be sitting in his office, or the guy who's contemplating? transferring next year because he didn't get to play uh, and he's trying to tell him, hey, listen, if you stay here and compete, you'll be a starter here instead of a starter at Arkansas. You don't have to leave, just stick around. So that's the only thing that made sense because I don't see the value to this particular 2022 team. I could see it being valuable, a statement to get maybe get a guy uh, to stick around. Any comments from either one of you guys on that? No, I mean, Saban always talks to his team through the media in different ways. And that could have been a message directly at a Kendrick Blackshire, uh, Deontay Lawson, who you look at to be potentially the two guys starting at the inside linebacker position next year. It could have been a message to Chris Braswell, who's going to be going into his senior year next year if he decides to come back, you know, depending on the year that he has. So, I mean, it, it could have been a message to any of these guys yeah. when you really stop and look at it. But I think probably specifically uh, Deontay Lawson and Kendrick Blackshire. Yeah, he, he was talking, I, like I said, that's the only thing that I could, could reason out that made any sense. Uh, anyway, I, I think the narrative about guys, you know how when, when guys started leaving this year, a lot of the narrative was, well, what guys leave Alabama and go somewhere else and actually be good? And we kind of focused, unfortunately, uh, some this summer on uh, Jai Hall and Jaleel Billingsley, guys who left because they had 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 ran out their welcome here. But I think that narrative narrative is about to change. I think there's going to be a lot of guys uh, who are going to follow in the footsteps of like Jerome Ford uh, that we will be talking about in the coming years. Another guy. Curtis Moore pointing out uh, that uh, uh, that I didn't get to see this or anything, but he said Shane Lee uh, also got off to a good start. At pick USC. six. Huh? He had a pick six. Yeah, so I, I, I have not seen anything on him. So uh, kudos to Shane Lee. Uh, kudos to all of Obama guys. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to have to go through the tie to get uh, to a championship, and hopefully that will not be the case. Coming back on the other side, We'll bring DC, DC Capstone Report into the conversation. You listen to the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. You can be in on it as well at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. More conversation regarding the Alabama Crimson Tide. And we'll also get DC's thoughts on Bama versus Texas. Point nine traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Tuesday morning, but I am seeing some congestion. McFarland in Northport near Lowe's and Walmart is congested. And again, between 69... Brought to you by Tidwell Chiropractic, the only third-generation chiropractor in Tuscaloosa with over 24 years' experience. Call Tidwell Chiropractic at 752-7503. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny, warm, and very humid today. The chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms may this afternoon and this evening. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 71. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms around. The high, 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at Softmark markdesign.com welcome back to the martin houston show the sound of bama sports your show your team on your home for alabama sports tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business 205-342-9904. Overflow Express Wash, go check them out. Overflow Express Wash, two locations in one in Northport, one in Tuscaloosa to serve you, to help you keep your car clean inside and out. Andy Phillips and his team do an awesome job creating a great atmosphere, great environment. Run it in, get it clean, run it out, vacuum it out if you need it, all included in the wash. But wash packages starting as low as $23.99, $23.99. That is Overflow Express Wash. Go find out more details about them at overflowexpresswash.com all right uh let's bring in dc dc capstone report into the alabama one hotline good morning dc how you doing sir oh doing great martin how are you how are you x doing good doing well doing well glad to have you uh well the season is officially uh underway and uh (laughs) without a doubt uh alabama did exactly uh what um, you want to see done in a season opener against an inferior opponent. Uh, we'll start off by uh, talking about what was your uh, key takeaway uh, from uh, the game. Well, I thought Alabama played a good overall game. I, I think the score was right what what I predicted it would be. I, I didn't predict a shutout, but I predicted we wouldn't they wouldn't score a touchdown. So I think that's. Uh, really good. And I think so my key takeaway was defense. So anytime you pitch a shutout in any game against any opponent, uh, it's a big deal. So I, I think it was really good to see the defense rise up and, and play the way it did. Um, I thought another key takeaway was the young wide receivers making some plays. Uh, got really 
deep into the depth chart there, you early into the game where you see uh, you know Isaiah Bond, uh, Kendrick Law, uh, players that, that you wasn't sure was going to get an opportunity to contribute, really make some plays. So uh, I think it's really good to see the, new, the young wide receiver stepping up. And then I thought Bryce Young did a really good job uh, in this game of, of getting us in and out of the plays uh, most of the time. And uh, throwing the ball, I think he did a good job of distributing the, the ball out and then made some plays with his legs when he when they gave him that uh, ability to do that uh, he took it this time instead of uh, instead of throwing the ball he ran the ball so I thought I was impressed with him those are my three takeaways yeah and, and that, that may end up being your good bad and ugly too but I I, I want to talk about there was there was a couple things that uh, from a takeaway uh, versus talking about good bad or ugly when you look at Bryce Young um uh, one of the, the the questions that I have from this game, and you know the impact it'll it'll have on this season, uh, if if what we saw in that uh, particular game, if it translates throughout the rest of the season, was just the fact that Bryce Young being a weapon and legitimate threat. Uh, in the run game, uh, what that means for this offense, um, and maybe that's how he 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 takes uh, DC and X, how he takes uh, his game to the next level uh, in terms of making a run for a second Heisman. But just the fact that if he uses his legs, how big of an impact will that have on this offense, uh, and what will it mean? Well, I think it'll have a big impact on the offense. You know, you, you, we're talk, uh, talking about just a little bit of difference. We're talking about a, a, a tremendous difference in one game overall last year. I think he had more more yards rushing in this game than he had, you know, all last year. So, I mean, talking about uh, a really significant difference here. And if this continues to happen game after game after game, it's going to loosen up the defenses on the other side because now it's not just a threat to pass the ball. you got to watch him running the ball. And I don't think these runs were design runs. I think they were runs where he had the option to run uh, and it, 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 he saw what the defense was giving him and he took it. And so I think that's just an, adds another another thing to the offensive arsenal for Bryce Young to be able to do that and, and you know, show his speed and show his ability and agility to get down the field. I think it's going to open up for the rest of the season if he continues to do it. Yeah, when I look at his running ability, it was something that I thought he could do last year and I think that's what was going to make him special. That's what I thought. I thought this. I thought Bryce had the ability to be two when it comes to passing, and then a threat in the run game like Jalen was. And we finally got to see that Saturday night. And I know some people go, "Oh, it's Utah State." He didn't do that against anybody last year. And the fact that he was willing to pull it down—you're talking a 63-yard run. Uh, pulling it down in the goal line, something he started to do late in last season, getting in the end zone that way. I really think this takes his game to the next level and starts to really separate him from the other quarterbacks because of his ability to throw with accuracy and his ability to be mobile. Yeah, he he uh, he, he definitely um, is it's kind of crazy to think. Uh, the threat he becomes, because to me, uh, guys, if he, the translation to why it matters, because some people say, well, if he's running, that just means it's less passing yards and, and less th- throwing yards. No, what that translates to is 
now on a third down, you have to now have a spy or 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 take somebody out of the passing coverage to cover him. Because if he will legitimately use that early and often, he won't have to use it at all down the stretch because teams will either cover him and come up and get him, or if they and when they do that, after he's done it enough, what's going to happen? It's going to lead to big pass plays. Uh, I, I think that it makes him an even more dangerous passer if he if he shows that he's willing to, to do this. Number two is uh, do after seeing this first game, uh, we I talked about him being a fifty five thousand guy. Does he go over fifty? Uh, I, I'll say 55-45, uh, 55 touchdowns, 4,500 yards uh, after seeing week one. Uh, are you willing to make that trade uh, in terms of Bryce Young? And is that uh, – with that difference in that makeup, of course, he'd have several hundred yards rushing. Uh, is is that what it's going to take a uh, potential uh, candidate for – I mean, not candidate, but winner of the Heisman? Yeah, I think it bolsters his uh, opportunity this year. I, I think I think you're right on, Martin. Just because he's running court, running more doesn't mean he's going to actually hurt his passing. I mean, it, it actually helps his passing, opens it up because we got those. He has a he has a, as X just said he has a great ability to throw on the run and throw accurately on the run. And so there are times where he is in the backfield and it looks like he's running where some some defensive backs are going to let go of their guys too soon and they're going to be burnt deep and there's times where there's going to have to be a spy put on him and it's going to open up a passing lane so I don't, I don't think necessarily going to hurt his passing I think it's still going to improve his, his Heisman candidacy this year but more overall, more overall quarterback I think yeah I think it could definitely help him you know if he ends up with another 4,500 yards passing and another five to 600 on the ground you know because I don't expect 100 yards from him every week but then turns around and has around that same number of passing touchdowns, 47, 48, and then turns around and has another seven or eight on the ground. It's going to be hard not to vote for that, especially if Alabama runs the table. Yeah, I think he, I think that, that, you just wonder, was he coached on that or did he just decide to do it this year? Because you think back to last year, there were several third downs last year where we could have kept drives going that he threw the ball and we like dropped the ball or incomplete. If he does what he did against this game, then those become drives that stay alive, which gives a chance to get what more yards in both the run game and the passing game for him and other guys. So this offense could be really, really dangerous. Now I'm going to ask you, uh, we'll talk about it from a player standpoint, but what, what was Bryce Young's best play, uh, Saturday night, in, in your opinion, his best overall play. I have one that it's, it's still one of the the uh, uh, nicer plays I've seen him make. wasn't a big play, but it was a really, really nice play and, and showed just how talented he is. Well, I uh, my best my best play. I, I go ahead and tell you what I think. It's pretty quick one, and that was the touchdown pass that he threw when he came up to the line of scrimmage, and he had every one of the players on the Utah State team thinking he was going on to the right to his right, made calls, made adjustments to look at that way, and then came right back to his left and threw the touchdown pass to Trayshawn Holden, and he had one-on-one coverage on. It was a perfect 
way to set up the defense uh, with his skills and then make the perfect throw to the out before the before the uh, back or the wide receiver ever made the break. So I think that was my best play of the, of the night. Yeah, you have one. I think I'm I'm still in yours. It was early in the game. I think it might have been the first drive. He, he's in the pocket. Things start to break down a little bit. He starts to roll to his left, and there's pressure. He stops, flips his hips, throws it back across the middle, and hits Trayshawn holding for, I think it was about a 15, 20-yard game. Yeah, that was probably my favorite play of the night. <laughs> uh, for, I mean, literally, in uh, X, and I have not talked about that, but, but when he made that play, I said, this kid, he has it all. Uh, Joe, I know you, we, we hadn't brought you. Joe, did you have a, a favorite play? But that one, that one was mine for two reasons. One was what uh, what Bryce did, and then, but Bryce couldn't do that except for he's developing a relationship with his receiver who moved with him. And then Trayshawn did what he did after making the catch and you know make, breaking a couple tackles. Joe, did you have anything before we got to break on that? No, I think that was the, the his best play as a quarterback, his most talented play, uh, show, showing off all his uh, physical tools. That was incredible. Uh, I guess if yeah. I had to go a different route, I'd take the 63-yard touchdown, uh, uh, 63-yard run down the sidelines just showing his athleticism. But, no, you, you, uh, Xavier Nail probably what I thought was his most, his most talented play of the night. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, like I said, I just watched that, and and I literally got like like I was impressed with everything he did. But when he made that pass, and it was so on the money, I literally said, "Wow!" That I mean, that was my reaction. I didn't I didn't think about saying "Wow." It was like when it happened, I was just like, "Wow!" Now I would tell you, you can tell he hadn't been out in open field in a while. He didn't know how to use his block uh, on the sixty something yard run. He made the move. And then he went to the inside. If he had made that same move and cut back to the outside, he went in the end zone. But, but, uh, but that's that, that, that's me critiquing uh, an excellent play uh, and doing the saving where I'm just trying to find something that I have to coach him up on. So, uh, but anyway, we'll continue the conversation. If you guys have anything else to say about Bryce Young, you can bring that to the conversation on the other side. Or we're in with DC DC Capstone Report on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business. We'd love to hear from you. 205-342-9904. On the other side, we'll talk about good, bad, and ugly. We'll talk about other things we saw from other key players. Uh, Gibbs, McClellan, of course, you can take your pick on that defense. Lots to talk about right here, and we're talking about it with you. More to come on the other side. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama football defeated Utah State 55 to nothing in its season opener on Saturday night. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young made history this weekend as the first Alabama football player to record five passing touchdowns and 100 rushing yards in a single game. ESPN's College Game Day is headed to Austin, Texas for the Week 2 matchup of Alabama versus Texas. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service 
experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard, right? TV. It can't be all work and not play. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. All right, we're back in with the Martin Houston Show, and it's a beautiful day. Glad to be up and Adam. Glad to have our guest, DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell them where they can find you, sir. Well, you can find me at dccapstonereport.com. It's DC Capstone Report's Facebook page. Uh, you can check out Lance's other sites at rolltidebama.com and freelancepictures.com. Lance put up a whole slew of pictures from the game, from the Elephant Stomp to the Million Dollar Man, the cheerleaders. So anyone interested in those can go out there and uh, take a look at those pictures for free. So we just appreciate everybody tuning in, Martin. We've been we've been so amazed at the number of people tuned in and, and listened to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, you have one dropping today? Yep, I have one dropping later on today. All right. Hey, um, speaking of the band, uh, um, AJ Spur uh, put up a, a story I hadn't seen. Have you seen what Texas uh, did? I think I saw of, a video of, uh, of of the Texas band and cheerleaders uh, after the game, but I wouldn't. I didn't watch it. I, I heard it was something. Uh, no, 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 no. They, they uh, the Alabama band, the Million Dollar Band, is not going to Texas oh, yeah. at, at this point because they didn't give enough seats and they were going to put them in the upper deck. Like off to the end of uh, the not the end zone, but right at the edge of the end of the end zone, which yeah. which means that the band first of all uh, would have to march up there, 
uh, and then uh, and and would be virtually of no use. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it was it was pretty pretty crappy of Texas. But anyway, maybe they, they do, do it that to everybody. every big team. Do what? They do it to every big team. That yeah, goes that's, to, uh, that's their mo with like, Texas. They do that to every big team that has a big man. Yep. So that's a, I thought that was pretty interesting. But anyway, I guess it worked because the band would not be there to, to help bring any noise. Uh, DC, we're talking about the Alabama, uh, uh, talking about Bryce Young. We'll, we'll flip over the defense, come back to offense. Uh, when you look at this defense, um, the, you, you know, we didn't see like, uh, the great flashes of sacks and things like that. But I think part of that was, uh, their scheme and their plan uh, was to get the ball out quick. But what jumped off the page at you from looking at this Alabama defense? Well, I think um, two things. One, the defensive line uh, being interchangeable. A lot of people coming in and out and no talent drop off. Uh, just seeing them work together really impressed me. Uh, I think the play of our middle linebackers was, was helped with that as well. Made a lot of good tackles. But I thought our defensive backs, being able to play in phase the way Coach Saban likes them to and get a hold of the ball and knock balls away uh, was, was really good as well. So I was impressed overall with the defense. And I'm not overly concerned about the lack of sacks. That's just the way the team were playing. Their whole idea was to take, take two things away from Alabama. Uh, and they did a good job of taking them both away. One was uh, Will Anderson uh, being able to take over the game in sacks. And, of course, when he couldn't do that, he just demolished the running back in the backfield uh, a couple times. So the other thing is they would try to take away was a running game, and they did that. Uh, by the way, they played defense. Uh, the scheme, they played defense. So, you know, I think that they, they had a good game plan for Alabama. And you, I know you call them a smaller team, but it's not like we were playing Duquesne or Mercer or Bethune-Cookman. We were playing a team that had won 11 games last year that had a scheme. And I think they played a really good game against Alabama. What, what were they ranked? Were they in the top 25? No, they, no, they weren't in the top twenty-five. They're eleven and one. They uh, they ended up last year, I think, what eleven and one. Eleven and three, uh, I believe. Eleven and one, three. So, but uh, won the I game. I know they won eleven games. I couldn't remember what the loss record was, but yeah, that, that, you know, and but of course that shows you the the level of of college football and why they probably need to to look at dividing it up at some point. But uh, the other part. Uh, of that is they were not going to let uh, Will Young, them Will Will Young, Will Anderson Jr. and company get to the quarterback, uh, but we did manage to get the starter out <laughs> without yeah. actually uh, sacking him per se uh, a lot because um, uh, I don't think he could execute on that getting it out quick enough because we still almost got to him in the you know and they were literally doing you know one step uh, quick drop get it out, uh, and we still had some disruption uh, to the quarterback position. Um, but I, I will say, uh, D.C., you hit it a little bit, and, and uh, Ace, you can come in on this. When Will Anderson hit that poor running back uh, <laughs> uh, on the read, I'm sure that running back got up and told the quarterback, uh, if you're going to put it in there next time and hold it that long, please just go ahead and give it to me if I'm going to take a lick like that. <laughs> But uh, what were your thoughts on Will Anderson and his play X, even though he didn't have the disruptive game we thought? 
Uh, no, I think Will played great. I think the front as a whole played great. Uh, able to stop the run game. You're talking about a guy that had 160 yards last week against uh, UConn. Was held, I think, around 20-something yards for the game. And really, to me, the DBs were the most impressive. You're talking about they gave up 60-some-odd yards throughout the entire game. 23 of them came on the first play. And you're talking about 40 yards the rest of the game passing. Uh, Terion and Kool-Aid did a great job sh- uh, shutting down the cor- uh, the wide receivers. They have a 6-6 wide receiver that they were able to take out of the game. So I think the defense as a whole played great. And Will and company up front was able to keep pressure on even with the quick drops. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll say this. I, I had two uh Two things that just jumped out. One of them kind of goes across the whole defense, and that's depth. Um, and we talked a little bit about that. I thought the depth was absolutely uh, amazing. Um, uh, DC, were you were all three of you guys at the game? DC, were you at the game? No, I was able to watch it on TV. I didn't get a chance to go this time. Okay, so Xavier and, and Joe, I think you guys both were at the game physically. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but. Um, you guys didn't hear them talking about Chris Braswell um, and, 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 and what he brings to the table. Uh, the strength and conditioning coach guy said that he is in the top. I don't think he wanted to call him the strongest, but he said that he is in the top of the top 1% of the strongest guys he's ever coached. And when it comes to lower body and and the announcers themselves said this guy would be a starter <laughs> at any other school, uh, anywhere else. Uh, uh, and, and, and he, he played well, well too. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and I'll just, just ask you guys, do you see them getting him on the field somehow, some way more than just as a, as a, a rotation, uh, will we see him possibly even uh, in that role that Saban was saying Drew Sanders may could have played if he had stayed here? Yes, I definitely I, see him getting on the field. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, um, that's my fault. Uh, yes, I definitely see that. Um, I don't think they wanted to show anything before Texas, but you're talking about a guy that was also a five-star in that 2020 class, and I think Braswell has an opportunity to carve out a niche and be a guy that can end up being a first-round pick without ever starting a game just because of his athleticism and his strength and power. And I think they'll use him in a lot of different roles if he's coming off the edge, if they put him in the middle on passing downs, if he's potentially – uh, a stand-up inside linebacker at times throughout the season, I think Braswell's role is going to be absolutely tremendous for this team this year. I agree 100%. I think especially when you have a, against more traditional drop-back passers, there's going to be opportunity for him to come in as that third rusher uh, playing where, uh, alongside the middle linebacker or stand-up linebackers and will be virtually unstoppable in those situations. So I think he has a, na- a chance to this year make a name for himself so much that he could possibly go in the first round and never start a game in Alabama. Yeah, and, and <laughs> here's something I want to give you guys. When you think about lifts when it comes to playing football, 
there's some lifts that are great, some that don't really translate to football. For me, the bench press was a, a football a lift because uh, I did my bench press really close inside so that I could always be working on blocking. So I didn't do a wide grip. I did a really close grip. So my total wasn't as high as it could have been if I did a wider grip, but it translated to football. There's two lifts that translate to football regardless of how you do it, okay? Uh, you can't fake it. Squats and uh, power clean. Squat is about lower body strength. Chris Braswell squats over 700 pounds, guys, is what they reported. His clean is over 400 pounds. You, you, I can't even tell you. And, and clean is about explosion. It's about flipping your hips. It's about extension. It's, it's about arms. It, it's everything. It's sort of like swimming is to exercise. The clean is to playing football. And and so I'm not going to be surprised, even though he's not as big as Will Anderson, don't be surprised if they don't even drop him down sometimes on the inside with his explosion and with his lower body strength. He can take a tackle or a guard and literally push them in the backfield. Uh, and with his speed, he could create an advantage. So it's going to be interesting to watch how all they use him uh, in, uh, in, in that scenario. So – uh, we're going to get the break here. Coming back on the other side. If you guys have a comment, you can come in on, on it on the other side. It, we'll, we'll come back and we'll quickly hit a, a couple round robin things uh, as we wrap up. DC, I want to talk to you about Texas and uh, in, in this Alabama game and anything else you you know may have saw from around the SEC. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. And, hey, we do this each and every day because of great folks over at Alabama One, alabamaone.org. You can go there and find out all that we have to offer. And right now we have a great promotion going on uh, regarding uh, vehicles where you can get as low as 1.99 with a 36-month term or if you need to just get a lower payment uh, and want to extend it out a little bit, 84 months on a used, 96 months on a new vehicle special uh, conditions do apply, uh, but hey, you can meet them and we'll tell you how alabama1.org or stop by one of our branch locations, Alabama One, one together. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. The families of Tuscaloosa military veteran Alex Drukey and Andy Hume from North Alabama have met virtually with U.S. government officials and Ukraine's ambassador Oksana Marakova. The pair went missing after their unit came under heavy fire in the Kharkiv region of northeastern Ukraine during the Russian border June 9th incursion. No details about the men's current status have been re- have been provided. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Carving, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help with that as well. 
Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you this. Our sports app gives you access to live in-play sports betting. Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort. Be more than a fan. Be a player. Must be 21. Hello, this is Martin Houston with Awakening. The team and I would like to invite you to this monthly community-wide praise and worship service featuring intimate worship and powerful preaching of God's Word. Please join us at the link at 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 p.m. Please pray for us and join us if you can. The sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Time for us to kick off the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter of the Martin Houston Show is up on us. Uh, Curtis Moore hitting something that was said by the Utah State coach. Said this is the best team he's ever seen in pads in his 30-year coaching career. That's Coach Anderson from Utah State. Uh, don't disagree with him. Uh, we'll, we talked a little bit about the DB play, uh, and I'll ask you guys, uh, and we'll kind of do rapid fire here as, as, as we can, but I'll ask you about the DB play. DB play was unbelievable, especially considering we had about eight, uh, maybe eight or nine, maybe ten DBs that played in this game. Uh, and and the reason I point that out is Coach Anderson came into this game and actually said he felt like they could take advantage of uh, the their, their wide receivers against our DBs. Uh, thoughts on how well the DBs played. And will, will the two starters of this game hold on to their jobs? Well, I thought the DBs played great in this game. I, I thought they played the way Coach Saban teaches it to be played. Um, and I think that uh, they really did a good job. You know, X pointed out earlier, other than the first play, where they gave up 23 yards, I think they held them to 40 yards the entire rest of the game. So I thought it was really good. And, and I, I don't see why uh, Terion Arnold and, and Cooley McKinsey doesn't start the game against Texas. Uh, but I think you're going to see a lot of play from Kyrie Jackson and and, uh, and Eli Ricks. I think Coach Saban said that's still a competition of that to continue on. Yeah, when you look at the DBs, the corners specifically, we know Battle and Helms are the safeties unless they're hurt. When you look at that, I think you're going to see Terion and Kool-Aid keep starting, but you will see the other two guys a lot. You know, you see Malachi and Branch uh, rotating a lot. So I think that's good. So I think as a whole, the DBs are going to be fine throughout the course of the season. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Saban made a statement that Branch is the best DB, uh, most versatile DB uh, on, on this team and uh, because he can play every position. So we'll watch him get moved around and make a little money this year as well. Flipping it back over to our wide receivers, D.C., uh, what was your takeaway from uh, the wide receiver play, uh, the guys, all three starters, uh, and, and their impact on the game? Well, it didn't didn't take long to see why Kobe Prentice is starting the game. I mean, he has it. He has the it factor. I mean, it's you see his explosive cuts, his ability to, to catch the ball, and to also 
accelerate uh, and moves on the field. So he was he was great. And then I thought Trey Burton. Uh, I mean, just uh, the real deal, catching the ball, being able to being able to make the right uh, cuts and get open for the touchdown passes. And then I was most impressed with Trayshawn Holden, a kid that stuck by, uh, came in here, uh, really worked hard, and has taken advantage of the situation. And I, I just give kudos to him. I mean, he stepped up to the plate, and, and to my opinion, had the best best game of being the wide receiver. All right, DC uh, X, X, you and I, we, we can get our good, bad, and ugly in. And break that down more. Let's get go ahead and get DC um, thoughts on the Bama Texas game. Well, I think the uh, Bama Texas game is going to uh, be a good one to watch. It's going to be an early kickoff. I think uh, Alabama shows up and plays a great game, and like they should. Uh, I don't see any reason why Alabama has better players. I think Alabama is going to be able to have more depth, uh, and I think that we'll uh, do a really good game. Have a really good game. I, I don't look for it to be that close. Uh, I know other people are saying it's going to be a close. I think Texas is, is really hyped up. Uh, but I know the way uh, you know, in the old days, I like to say, is as soon as they first get slapped in the mouth, that, that passion and that uh, emotion kind of goes out the window. So I think Alabama handles it in this game. And I look for Alabama to, to come in and win. Uh, my score prediction is Alabama 45, Texas 10. Uh, D.C., when you, uh, when you look at uh, this particular game, what, what are you – uh, gonna have as this is where we have to see improvement this week. Well, I think in, uh, I'd like to see the improvement this week in the running game. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm not as down on the running game as a lot of folks are, simply because I saw the schemes that Utah State was running. I think when we run against a normal front that Texas to put up, I think we'll see a lot of more opening. I think our, our line will block uh, better uh, without the stunts that, that Utah State was running. And I believe that we'll see a improving the running game. I think that's really where we need to improve. All right. Yeah. Any closing thoughts for UDC? Well, my closing thoughts is, uh, you know, I think Alabama has a team this year that is what is as advertised. I think what Blake Anderson says, what we've been saying, he's seeing it from a coach's perspective. And I think we need to sit back and quit being fickle fans and enjoy this great Alabama team and quit micromanaging in every area of the game. A lot of folks down on the running game. Hey, if you're down in the running game, you don't know much about football to see what what they were having to run against in this. Uh, their whole idea was to take the running game away from them. Let's see what they do against Texas before we get down on the running game. All right, X, I'll let you close it out. All right, X may already be gone. Uh, uh, D- yeah. Go ahead, go ahead quickly, Sorry. X. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't see any problems with the run game. I think we'll be fine. Uh, the wide receivers played great as a whole. Saw a little bit difference in all of their games and their abilities on Saturday. And I just think as time goes on, you'll see it get a little bit better as they get more rapport and comfortable with Bryce. Yeah, and I, I think that's a conversation worth having. We have uh, some really good receivers, but our first three, I think all three bring something different to the table, which is going to make them extremely hard to to deal with and then as we work the tight end play into that running back play into it Bryce Young uh, well on his way to Heisman campaign hey I'm Martin Houston that's DC DC Capstone Report you can find him at dccapstonereport.com and also follow him at uh, David Cott 50 on Twitter thanks DC we'll catch up with you next week and the Martin Houston show will be back here on tomorrow same back time same back channel remember this trust in the Lord always 
lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he 